All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Make It Happen with Morrison Property Inspections. We're uh, trying not to melt over here in Southern California, yes, uh, but outside yes. of the fact that it's 105 degrees today, Dwayne, um, how are we doing this afternoon? Yeah, hey, we're doing pretty good. Uh, looking forward to the long weekend. Yeah. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Uh, I forgot to mention that, but uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to the long, long weekend. I know I'm going to be hanging out by the pool um, because we are in a serious heat wave right now that... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When, when is it supposed to end? Next week? Oh, I don't know. Never. Never again. It's going to be like this forever. Um, yeah, but I think hopefully it wraps up and the weekend cools off a tad bit, even though I don't think it's going to. Um, but regardless, still got the long weekend ahead of us, and so looking forward to that. Um, I know uh, we got some exciting stuff in the works. I think the last time we spoke, we just finished up the Academy for one of our newest franchise owners. That should be going live about October time frame, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, maybe end of September. Uh, depending on um, depending on the calendar and their and their schedule, but uh, that's another one for the books for Moore's and property inspections growing, and we got a couple more in the in the works here. I think we'll wrap up our, our fourth quarter um, quite nicely. But uh, today we are going to be going back to a Forbes article. Uh, I know we covered a Forbes article for a number of episodes. Um, I think that was the 16 trends, right? Yep. Uh, that if you haven't been able to see that, go check that out. Um, and also don't forget to like and subscribe, hit that notifications button uh, before we uh, dive into the topic here today. But this Forbes article specifically is titled, How to Know if a Franchise is Right for You. Uh, I'm going to shout out the author. The author is Matthew Stanton. So i got to give credit where credit's due, right? Um, for, for who's put it out there. But I thought there's a couple pretty good good points made throughout this article, and well, I think we're gonna be flashing up a couple um, pieces of it throughout the podcast, kind of as we start clipping in some new features. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're in a situation um, as a potential franchise candidate, right? Or you're looking to change your career, uh, get into a new industry, or just really accomplish some things in your life that uh, you've been setting yourself up for, whether that be more free time, more family time. Um, higher monetary compensation for the work that you're doing. And so you're looking for a franchise or you're wondering if a franchise system is right for you. And we're going to be talking a little bit today about uh, a couple aspects you should be questioning when through the discovery process um, and when having conversations with franchisors, whoever it may be, uh, you should really focus, I think, on these top five, six points that this article makes, because I think it'll help out during the um, during the process of discovery. And so that first point being creating a foundation of trust. And so, Dwayne, I want to pass it to you. So a candidate speaking to a franchisor for the first time, uh, creating a foundation of trust, what does that really mean to you being on the franchisor side? Well, you know, trust is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And first, first of all, I was thinking about as you were saying that is these are going to be the key points as we're talking about franchising, right? Correct. Uh, which we have some experience in doing, mm -hmm. right? We, we work with franchise candidates and they work with us. It's a two way street, right? And a lot of people don't seem to understand that from the outset. It's a, it is a two way street. Uh, it's equitable. Uh, if the franchise is good for you, then uh, you are very, you necessarily need to be good for the franchise or correct or the franchise system itself. And it's not just franchising. It's a business period. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be good for the business that you want to go into. And that business has to be right for you. And so there's a trust factor going in there to where you have to be able to look yourself into the mirror and you gotta, you gotta be walking in truth. 
Um, you need to own your stuff and you need to, to trust the people that you're wanting to get into business with and work with, whether, even if you're the, even if you're a single business owner, you're mm -hmm. going to have partners, Yep. right? You're going to have print partners. You're going to have, uh, bankers, bankers. Yep. Yeah, vendors all the way around. And so as a franchisor, that's who we are. We are a partner. We are a vendor. Um, but you want our name mm -hmm. <laughs> and you want our brand, you want our model. And we need to understand that you're someone we can trust. Absolutely. And, and I mean, am I answering your question there? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're hitting the nail on the head. It's all about, um, I think the two-way street concept comes into play because I think there's a, there's a, there's a thought out there that I think I run into quite a bit when speaking to candidates that, um, franchisors will just give anybody a franchise if you got the money to do it. No. Um, which is the furthest thing from the truth. Totally because, false. Uh, something that I was already planning on touching on later on in this conversation was is the fact that what you do as a franchisee directly impacts everybody else in the brand, whether right. it be franchisor on the corporate side of things like us or your fellow franchise owner. And so it's got to work both ways for one another. Um, and foundation of trust is huge. And a big thing is when you start these conversations with a franchisor, you have to recognize that uh, it's almost like you're dating somebody, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and trust is a big thing when you're in a relationship with somebody. Anyone that's ever dated, had a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife uh, knows this. And same thing with business and business partners. And just like you mentioned, we are a business partner to our franchisees and vice versa. Uh, and so having that trust factor plays a huge deal. So, I mean, uh, you know, what, inevitably, what inevitably happens in the beginning of the process is it seems like franchisees feel like we're trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. And that is not accurate. Uh, when we get into the initial phone call, the initial presentations, we're sharing our stuff with them. Mm -hmm. um, and they need to share their stuff with us. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be one way a lot of times where it's like they don't understand that you've got you to lay your stuff out, your cards out on the table because we need to know what's going on with you because we're trying to make decisions too. And a lot of times uh, that's, that's a tough thing. Yeah, it is, uh, certainly. And um, I think one easy way to put this or simple way to put it is when it comes to the first step in this discovery process, it's kind of searching that good vibe kind of feeling with one another, right? You mm -hmm. kind of click, you're able to kind of communicate freely with one another. Uh, you don't feel like on the franchisee, you don't want to feel like you're being sold to, number one, right? Sure. On the franchisor, you don't want to feel like your time is being wasted by somebody that's not that serious um, or just isn't quite presenting themselves in, in the correct light that they should be. Um, but every level of the level of connection you make with a potential franchise or speaking to a potential candidate here, um, that's built from the first conversation all the way through to the end. Don't think that just because one conversation went positively that it's in the bag all the way through, there's going to be specific, not, I don't want to say roadblocks, but more like checkpoints sure. that are made through the discovery process intentionally by a franchise or to weed out people that aren't serious about the opportunity. I mean, there's a, it's like an interview. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're late to the meeting or you got to reschedule because of just some lame reason mm -hmm. and then you reschedule again you reschedule again those are red flags and we typically won't give won't won't go down that road for very often very long before it's like look you know we're not here to <laughs> we're not here to convince you that this is right for you because that's just a bad seed yeah and especially in that first kind of first one to three conversation period that's when uh, you expect someone to be on their best behavior. And as a franchisor, right. if we see someone doing what you're talking about here, consistently rescheduling, 
uh, canceling meetings last minute. I'm talking within like 10, 20 minutes of a meeting. That's happened to me before. Right. Um, all those are red flags for us. Well, well, you're disrespecting our time. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's us or anybody in life. When mm -hmm. you do that to people, you have no regard for their the value of their time, their schedule, and what's going on with their day. And it's annoying. Correct. And, you know, that doesn't build trust. <laughs> Correct. And, and it goes both ways, right? If you're dealing with a franchisor that's doing that to you as a candidate, same deal. I mean, you have to be in, you're, you're, you're in the beginning stages of potential five, 10, 15 year relationship with somebody. And you want those first couple of sections of conversation to be going really positively, at least at bare minimum. I mean, you could work further down the line and figure out if it's not going to be working out, but if it's, if it's bad from the start, it's probably going to stay that way. And so I think that kind of leads directly into the second point that this article makes, which is emphasizing open communication with one another. Um, you already touched on it, Dwayne. Lay your cards out on the table. Right. Because uh, I think everyone's heard the term secrets don't make friends, uh, especially in business. And so uh, I think what happens a lot of the time is candidates specifically want to tell the franchisor what they want to hear, right? Um, for the sake of the conversation and what we're trying to accomplish, um, a franchisee typically will always kind of be on their best behavior if they're doing it right. I mean, in the very beginning stages of the conversation. Uh, but the fact is, is if they're not open and they're not honest with the franchisor, then you're going to be wasting not only your, your own time, but the franchisor's time as well. Um, because if, I don't know, I'm going to give an example here. Uh, here within the Morrison brand, right? If we deal with someone that is, is scared to climb up on a roof or to get into a crawl space or maybe has health issues that limits them to be able to do so and they don't tell us about it uh that could be a recipe for disaster down the road right um and it's something that if they got to be upfront and clear about from the very beginning right i that's something that we do a lot is we talk to gosh a lot of people that we hire for employees mm -hmm. and one of the things i do in the interview process right away is i tell them listen this can be unconventional mm -hmm. because nobody here is better than anybody else. There, sure, there is a hierarchy, but we're all on the same team. Mm -hmm. And I need for you to make sure that you, you're aware of what's going to be expected of you when you come on board. And I think, I think most employers get that wrong. Um, I think most franchisors get it wrong, too. And they have a, du a duty to do that. Uh, you, you don't want to go into a partnership with somebody that doesn't know they have to crawl under houses. Mm-hmm. Through, through spider webs, you know, and, and, and grab a stick and knock the Black Widow to the right side and then crawl through the, the access mm -hmm. opening. You know, I mean... <laughs> it would be very irresponsible for us, and we would be not only hurting ourselves, but hurting somebody else. Yeah. If we didn't be very intentional about laying everything out in terms of what this opportunity consists of, because what happens? Someone pays us their franchise fee, their initial investment dumps, maybe their life savings into it. Right. And we weren't transparent with them. Right then they're stuck now in a contract with us that obviously there's ways to exit this or that, but they've well, spent the money, right? Well, and well, they've invested the time and energy and we don't want anyone to have to go through that if it's not necessary. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and, and how are we going to argue against, oh, we didn't ask you if you're afraid of heights. Mm -hmm. You know, and you get in, you go, I can't do that. No, no yes, you can. You're going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, you should have told me. Yep. You know, and so all of those things have to be laid out on the table, discussed, uh, very important to, to just be open and to, uh, you know, talk to each other. And, 
you know, if you're if you're looking to get a franchise and and you're wanting to speak to some franchisors, and all they're doing is trying to sugarcoat everything and make everything perfect and great, um, you know, at that point, you the the trust factor on the franchisor, in my opinion, would be limited because if they're just expecting me to read that entire FDD or the franchise disclosure document with my attorney and me for to learn everything. Man, they should really help kind of, you know, with the key points at least. Yeah, transparency is key um, in, in the franchising world and the discovery process specifically. And just just for clarification, the discovery process, what I'm talking about is from essentially first conversation, right, of figuring out what this opportunity consists of all the way till contract signing and onboarding, right? Mm -hmm. um, and during that process, transparency on the franchisor side is key. So if you're a candidate looking for a franchise system to invest into, and they're refusing to give you any kind of bit of like, I know we'd like to say the secret sauce, right? I mean, obviously they're going to limit what they're, they're, they're limited to what they could share, right? Because they have to keep some stuff internally that isn't allowed for the outside right. public to know right. because it is branded material. But even then there's still some level of transparency that a franchise or can have. Like for instance, for me, man, I love highlighting the fact that our top producing guys are making 130,000 in their first year by themselves. Right. Right. I mean, that's a great number to advertise, and I will say it uh, every single time, right? But on the other flip side of it, I also make it very clear to them, hey, those are our top producing guys. Not everyone's a top producer. Now, I want you to be one, right? right. But let's go back into the reality of it with our low-end guys being about 55,000 year one. That puts the median about 85. And so let's put a more set a more clear expectation uh, rather than just showing the highlight reels because everyone will show the highlight reels um well they all, all do day, that every day right they, they all do that. Will. yeah they, they need to sell too right mm -hmm. and Absolutely. so um it's important to, to really kind of get into the transparency side of it because you know you, we're in property inspections we know what we need to be transparent about mm -hmm. it's very important to us um uh otherwise it comes back to haunt you uh but let me give you an example just on the restaurant side because i've looked at getting a restaurant franchise yep. before. And one of the things that they do is they, they actually have a requirement that you have experience in the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. They won't just take, well, the one I was looking to was a yogurt land, for yep. example. And they didn't, they wanted you to have a, a, a few years of experience or some relate, related experience to a owning and managing or working in a restaurant. I had none, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And I mean, I probably could have tried to work my way around that, but that was something that, that they wanted to know up front and wanted me to be transparent about because they're going to have to teach me how to do that. And they needed, they were going to need to figure out whether or not I was somebody that could fit in their system. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that actually, I think, I think we're kind of touching all these points almost simultaneously, but the third point within this article is, uh, setting clear expectations. Right. And I know we've already kind of been touching on that and, for us, one thing we want to try to highlight and set set out there from the very beginning is the net the, the necessity for our franchise owners to be actively involved in their business. Our model is not a absentee ownership type of model. This is something that requires hands-on learning what we do, learning the trade of home inspections. From there, you could step into almost, I guess, a semi-absentee over the course of time where you build out your team and managers and you start becoming more of a high level type of executive type of position, right? Uh, but from the very beginning and realistically through the first probably handful of years of your business, you gotta be actively involved on a daily basis. And we say that from the beginning because 
what happens is you get people thinking that just because they got money that they could just purchase a business and then all of a sudden just starts operating by itself. Right. Right. And so that's something for us. Active involvement is super big. Um, and then going back to just the discovery process and the communication between each other, be expected as a franchise candidate to be actively involved during the process of needing to hit certain checkpoints and get certain things done in order to show the franchise or that you're serious about the opportunity. I can't tell you how many times we've dealt with candidates that claim to be as serious as they are, right? Getting right. all the way to the point to where they want to start talking about territory. They want to start taking the next steps even further. Um, but they struggle to answer a text message or to follow up on a voicemail, even after a week or two of time, or even doing something as simple as, Hey, I need you to fill out this five, five question, little request for consideration before taking the next step. And it still doesn't get done. Right. So what kind of message does that send to a franchisor? as a, if, if you can't do something simple like that. Well, this right off, I mean, right off the bat, I, if you're going to be a business owner and be successful in our brand mm -hmm. or in any, any brand, mm -hmm. you've got to run your business. That means you are in, you are an administrator and what do administrators do? They stay organized. They meet deadlines. They're able to implement processes and they're responsive, very responsive people. Mm -hmm. They just are. And if you can't, follow simple instructions and be coachable on that level. It's a big red flag. Yeah. Coachability is one of the biggest factors. I think that kind of overwhelms the discovery process of what we're looking for, right? Uh, the ability for us to point you in the right direction or give you guidance on, Hey, this needs to get done with, and, you, and even still giving you ample amount of time to do it a week, two weeks time. Um, I know for me, I don't know if it's just a personal thing for me. Um, but the, the argument that too busy, right or, or things have kind of gotten caught I've, I've been caught up over the last couple of days with a bunch of things i get it life happens right um but i know i know i'm pretty busy uh, a lot of the time um but i know i still have at least two three hours every single night before i go to bed of, of some free time available that i'm able to get things done if i absolutely need to right and uh, th that excuse for me has kind of been wearing thin, um, but uh, well, look, it's important to realize that. You know, again, there are those there are those people in the world that that make it happen, get it done, mm -hmm. and there's people in the world that don't. And the people that get stuff done are business owners. The people that aren't are employees, right? Or they don't have a job, correct? Or they're under a bridge somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or you're just not that guy, right? Yep. You're you're yep. just you can't you can't do those kinds of things. But I'm going to tell you what, for every single one of those people, except for maybe one-tenth of 1% 1 out of 100, if I give them $100,000 and tell them tomorrow morning you need to be at LAX at 3.30 in the morning to get on a plane that's going to fly at 5 o'clock, every single person I give that $100,000 to when they you know, are promised that money to and that flight to is going to be there and be on time. Mm -hmm. There will not be an excuse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's straightforward. E you don't want to exactly not, i don't have time i don't want to i don't care it's it's not it's not a priority for you right and that's what that signal signals to us as a franchisor so that's just something to keep in mind um i think as you're going through the discovery process out on the on the candidate side of things right right, right. um you need to have a clear idea of what you want out of, out of this op this opportunity whatever it might be with whatever brand it might be and if you don't know that guess what if you don't know that we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Very, yeah. <laughs> That's our job, right? Exactly. And you are figuring it out for a lot of people. And, and a lot of them don't realize that. Mm -hmm. That's that's Chase's job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're going to figure out, whoa, this guy's on top of things. This guy's responsible. I'm going to enjoy working with him. Or, you know, this guy, 
man, I don't know. Yeah. And there's no in the middle. Yeah, exactly. It's either you're on this camp or you're on this camp. Yeah, it, it, it goes both ways um, without a doubt. And again, it's like you're dating somebody. I think that's that's probably one of the best analogies I've heard when it comes to franchising is during the discovery process, you guys are dating back and forth. You guys are courting each other. Um, and if I show up to dinner or stand you up to dinner, right, or, or stand you up and you're left sitting there by yourself, uh, you're going to feel like a fool and probably be fairly upset at me, right? And vice versa. Uh, red flags. You can't answer a phone call, respond to a message, um, even after expressing interest on a second date, right? Red flag. Uh, and th that kind of analogy, when you go into the discovery process, if you keep that in mind, it uh, it goes hand in hand with one another. You know, in, in franchising, the franchises are hugely successful. Everybody mm -hmm. drives down the streets, looks at the signs, whether it's, I don't know, the sandwich shop, whether yep. it's the gas station, whether it's the plumber mm -hmm. or whatever those are, the, you know, the, the termite, you know, everybody knows the franchise systems are top notch. They're on the ball and they do things really well. That's because smart people work there. <laughs> right. And, you know, and you, and you want to go back to trust. I, you know, I was trying to angle into your number, your mm -hmm. first thing in the, in, in the articles is trust. You know, if, if you're not, if you're lying to yourself, the smart people in the world that you're going to in, engage in a discovery process, are going to see right through that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this actually ties into number four here, which is passion is key. And so when you talk about lying to yourself or be, being honest with yourself, um, now don't expect to go into a franchise system and only be chasing the dollar bill, right? You need to have some level of passion. I know that there's, there's investors out there, right? That do just chase, chase the dollar bill. And they have, well, the, they have the, the ability and the skill set to manage and to get that done. But for most people, and I think like 90, 90 to 95% of franchise owners being local small business owners, right? Passion of your business and the desire to actually be involved in that business and industry is hugely important. Well, you know, that is a big, that is where it starts, mm -hmm. right? It starts there. A lot of people look right at the dollar signs. Well, what, what are the dollar signs? You know, I'm going to get rich quick. That, that, no, that's mm -hmm. not what franchising is. Mm -hmm. Franchising is not a get rich quick scheme. What it is though, it, it is an opportunity to have a higher percentage of success. And you can work hard with your passion and be pretty assured if you've been qualified correctly and you qualified your opportunity correctly, your chances of success are the best out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody's heard, oh, most businesses fail, you know, in the first couple of years, right? Well, most franchises don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> most franchises are successful. And, and but being successful, there's going to be a level of financial reward, mm -hmm. but there's reward. Yeah. And that's a nice thing because if, if it is successful and there is reward, and then you determine that this isn't the right fit for you later, which I can raise my hand, that's happened to me, mm -hmm. you can sell it or you can exit and not be harmed. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a, that's a great point to be made. And, um, that's, that's, that's the money right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's the golden ticket. Yeah. Uh, or, or we used to say, I'm aging myself at the e-ticket at Disneyland, right? Gotcha. Is you get to go into that franchise system, you need to have passion, work hard, you're going to make some money, and you're going to invest in yourself. And one of the things I always think about when I look at, because I used to own some Allstates, when I exited Allstate, yes, we made some money, right? Mm -hmm. And I was able to, you know, be very proud about that. We were, we were there six, seven years. And you know that it was it, it wasn't insignificant. It wasn't millions, mm -hmm. but you know it, it it was a good it was a good little bit of money for the hard work and energy that we had to put into that business. 
But you want to know what I feel was even more, more of a reward in that specific instance was the, the experience and the knowledge I got and the growth I got is just far as a businessman. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point to be made. And, um, yeah, going back to the point you just talked about, like of chasing the dollar bill and just only being focused on the numbers. I mean, just today, um, I'm reaching out to some candidates, right. And I, so I only shoot out my kind of preliminary text. Hey, thanks for, um, the, the inquiry regarding our home inspection business. I'd love to, love to have 10 minutes of your time to chat, right. Um, this and that. And the response response back is what's the initial investment. So the, the only thing they're cared about is just that upfront number. Right. And granted, that's a big piece of it. Right. But if you're a candidate, it goes beyond just initial investment because if the initial investment, like for us, let's say $50,000 gets you to 85 in year one, and then 150, then 250, three, four, five, and beyond that $50,000 is very nominal. Right. And so you that just kind of goes to show that you may not be in the right frame of mind when thinking about owning and operating a business. Well, that that's when you can't just, you know, ask specific questions like that because mm -hmm. so you ask me, I'm going to say, don't worry about the money. Yeah. It's not about how much it costs to get in. Mm -hmm. We can borrow that. Mm -hmm. It's like, how much does it cost to buy, buy the car you want? Do you care? No, mm -hmm. you want the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you have to pay that money to get the car? No. Yeah. The bank will pay for it. Yeah. And you and get who, a loan for a house, it, right? It, it, yeah. I got, I, I own, I own several houses mm -hmm. and did I buy them all? No, the bank purchased those houses and is, t you know, I allowed me to sign my name away and promise to pay <laughs> a monthly amount. And then at the end, if I pay it, I get the title. Yeah. Right. And they make profit off the interest. Mm -hmm. And so it's very similar in franchising. Most, I mean, granted, I would say about half our franchisees, uh, uh, finance the other, the other half pay cash up front. Cause it's a low entry point, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's just, it's the wrong thinking. So I'm glad we're really talking about it today. Yeah. And it happens quite a bit. And so as a candidate, you have to, I think, look just past beyond the numbers. Um, and also like the point being made passion is key, right? It's gonna be something you want to get into. I know I've spoken this individual, man, I think we, we, we walked the dog or walked the line all the way about four months into conversation, right? And still didn't know if he wanted to be a home inspector, right? Four months into conversation and with extent, and when I say extensive, I mean extensive phone calls of an hour, hour minimum, right? And many of them, and not knowing whether or not you wanna be a home inspector yet after that, um, kind of goes to show that you just aren't quite in the frame of mind to take that next step for yourself. Right. Uh, or it's just that this opportunity isn't for you. Um, and I kind of have to kind of get over that. I, I probably walked the line a little, little further than I needed to. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's lesson learned. But passion is key, and realize that if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're going to hurt the other people that are part of that brand. And you may not know the other people, right? Not all of our franchise owners are best friends with one another in terms of all knowing each other's birthdays and going on vacations together, right? Some of them are closer than others. Uh, but when you're in a franchise system, you're not going to know everybody, but recognize there's someone in a very similar spot to you when it comes to they were once in your shoes buying a business investing themselves and if you're not doing the things right then you're hurting them and the brand that they represent and everyone else that's kind of behind them as well too um, and so it's a very team cumulative type of effort when it comes to um, putting forth the energy in, in something you're passionate about and so keep that in mind um, and so that I think that takes us into the fifth point being made, and I have a sixth point that I actually added to this. It's not on the article, but I'll, I'll cover that in a minute. Uh, the fifth point being find a good match. And so 
I think this kind of just wraps up the other four previous to this, but you, you need to like the people you're working with, right? Absolutely. The The numbers can make sense. The business can make sense. You could be passionate about it. But if you're working with some knuckleheads, um, it's going to make your life a little harder, right? And the, trust me, there's going to be more than just one brand in that industry you're looking for, right? I know there's multiple home inspection brands out there, an endless amount of restaurants or, or, or home services or whatever it might be. Go find someone that you enjoy working with. And then from there, everything else is going to kind of line up with itself. Well, things are relationship-based and, and we all have different personalities. Mm -hmm. uh, it's And it's important, very, very important. Quality of life is a big deal. It's mm -hmm. not all just about the money. It, it, it really isn't. Do you think just about the money when you get out of bed and go to work in the morning? No, mm -hmm. you think about getting in the car and going into work and how you feel, mm -hmm. you know, and if you're working with people and you have relationship with people that are going to enhance your life and that are the right fit for you, it, it's, it's something that can't be spoken about enough. Yeah. And just how I've been talking about how during this discovery process, you're dating the entire time, right? You're going on dates, getting to know one another, meeting the family, right? Going through the whole process. Well, now it's time to get married or you, the, the, the conversation <laughs> of marriage or engagement starts to happen. Right. Right. And that comes towards the end of the discovery process, or even, even slightly before that, um, you're about to commit years of your life to this business. Like you said, you got to be able to enjoy waking up every day to go out and do it. And so that's a really big piece that I think that, uh, gets overlooked and understanding that this is a really big commitment for yourself. Uh, but tying into my, the last point I, I brought on to this was, if you've gotten to this point and you've done all the research and you've checked all the boxes, don't be afraid to commit. And this happens all the time. We see it all the time with candidates. You build the trust, you have open communication, you do everything you're supposed to, right? You have all the expectations laid out in front of you. And so you know exactly what it needs to happen. You're passionate about the industry and you like the people you're working with. And it seems like a really good match in your gut feeling is yes, this is going to work out. Now it's taking the leap of faith to actually go out and do it. And that's something that some people struggle to go do and, uh, and struggle with is taking that leap of faith or that, or that, or that step off the ledge. Right. Uh, but trusting yourself that you've checked all the boxes all the way through to the point now where it is time to get married, right. Or and make that commitment to one another. Um, if you know what you want go get it. You know, I know it's harder for some people than others. Mm -hmm. uh, and that goes both ways. Yeah, it does. We have to sit here at our office and decide whether or not we're going to award the franchise to somebody. Mm -hmm. They don't ever, most people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. But it's, should we do it? Should we give it to them? Should we not give it to them? It's not, oh, you know, just, oh, they got the money. We sail. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. No. Um, it's, it's, is this person the right fit? Are they going to be able to do it? Have we checked all our boxes? It, you know, it, how do we feel about how do we feel about this? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's a feeling too, um, and so we have to do that. Uh, and then, if you if if you really want to get to something that's really extreme, uh, you know, let just let go. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of men and women that that sign the dotted line and join the armed forces. Yeah, you know, that's that a that's true. a four year commitment, and they're and they're taking you out of mom and dad's house. Yes, sir. You know, and you're going overseas and, and people might be pointing guns at you. So this commitment for a franchisor, I mean, it, it's it just, you got to just lighten up a little bit. I mean, if you've gone through the process, you know, just have faith in that. And, and I, you know, if you're a person of faith, get on your hands and knees next to your bed at night and, and say a little prayer and, you know, call up the next day and make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Just going on and getting what you want. And, um, it's just, it's just, I think it's just trusting yourself and trusting the process you've already walked through to an extent. Um, but, uh, 
don't be surprised actually this this kind of just sparked my memory don't be surprised if you're a candidate and a franchisor is seeking you to make a decision prior to they them giving you their final decision on you that's a good point. and so something you just mentioned Dwayne, was we sit around, right? I think we we have, we have meetings after most phone calls with candidates to kind of just overview and kind of review what, what was talked about, kind of what was said. When it gets to the point to where it's commitment time and we're talking about signing agreements and we take that next step forward, uh, we want to see your commitment prior to us giving you the final decision oftentimes um, because you have to recognize on the, on the candidate side of things you need to recognize the franchise or being more in a position of authority, so to speak, when it goes to, when it comes to, Hey, it, it's their brand. It's not yours. Right. So right. you entering it, yes, it's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship with one another. But if you decide to back out last minute, well, the brand's still going to be there, still going to operate. There's gonna be more people coming to them. So recognize that it's probably going to take commitment on your end as a candidate to say, yes, I'm ready to jump into this to prove your, to the franchise or that, okay, this person truly is serious. Right. Uh, because what happens is, and I think it's happened to um, myself when I was when I was fairly new to what we're doing here, is letting someone know that they have the in, right? And then all of a sudden, they're not as serious about getting the things done on a timely manner mm-hmm. or not doing what they need to be doing because they've already gotten the confirmation that they're accepted into what we have, regardless of their actions from this point forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't be surprised as a candidate that a franchisor looks for that before they give you their final commitment as well. And recognize that it isn't us selling you something, it's us awarding you a franchise and awarding you an opportunity to go find success and hit those things in life that you're trying to and achieve. And to partner with us. I Absolutely. mean, we're welcoming you in to partner with us. I mean, the the fran- and a lot just to kind of close that, mm-hmm. what a lot of franchisees don't understand is that franchise fee, that initial franchise fee you pay us, that's just our cost. Mm-hmm. To, to get you in and up and going. We're not making money on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, think it, about it. <laughs> our, our Franchise Academy is six days, maybe seven, depending on the situation. That pulls our entire staff away from our daily tasks for the most part. I mean, obviously, we sure. still got to get our stuff done, but that pulls us away for a week's worth of work. Well, that's what, four or five different trainers in different aspects. That's me flying to the location once you get out in territory. Right lodging meals um all of that combined well, time then, spent it like you mentioned it's the cost for us to be able to operate and get you up and going it isn't something where well then there's marketing costs mm-hmm. too to, so people can find us as a brand yeah. and so there's a lot of overhead i mean we have to pay the rent mm-hmm. uh and and uh but it's just important to understand that the franchise fee is designed specifically just to cover the cost to get the franchisee started yeah it's 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 not to to pop champagne bottles and spray around in the office right it's no. uh it, the the costs are, are like you said specifically designed and i can't speak for necessarily every franchise system out there right but well, it's supposed to though for the most it's part. supposed to for all of them most Correct. franchises really the ones that are successful don't don't make profits on the franchise fee they yeah. make profits on royalties and sales Correct. down the road so that's kind of that's that's where i'm going with it mm-hmm. is our success is going to be based on how successful you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not based on signing you up. Yeah, it's not signing you up, cashing a check, and then leaving you out to do everything on your own, right? Because if that happens, I mean, how, how right. are we going to get someone else in, in the system if, if everyone else is floundering, right? It just, right. Doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, but um, yeah, that's, those are all the points made in this article. I thought it was kind of a neat article, uh, kind of shortened to the point. It's stuff that I think most people probably may hear and 
think, oh, well, that seems obvious, but uh, there's Not. a lot. There's a lot that goes into it, and it's yep. a it's a lot more of a it's like it's like dancing with somebody, right? You have to kind of go both ways, and like you said, the the two lane road there. But um, something. This is all kind of points that we focus on in our franchise system and discovery process. I mean, I try to hit every single aspect of this, and maybe a few more and. Um, it's definitely not, uh, an easy thing to do, but, uh, when you do it right and you find someone that you work with properly, then, uh, the relationship tends to be quite beneficial for the both of us. And so that was a neat article. Um, I also want to just highlight, uh, the Morrison brand, I think kind of way we operate and let people get an inside glimpse of kind of where our mindset's coming from, uh, on the, the discovery process side of things. And so unless you guys got any kind of final notes here on this hot summer day, or I guess it's not summer anymore, huh? It's technically fall. No, no, it's, it's still, summer. still summer. In September? It's summer. Yeah. All the, the 21st. The, yeah, I was going to say. So oh, the 21st. Okay. Yep. Well, there we go. Yep. Fall solstice is in a few weeks. So I'm just real quick pitching uh, our other two sponsors. Uh, oh, yes. It's going to be Bugnecks. Mm-hmm. That opened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and so Morrison Plus Property Inspections is also partners with Bugnex. Uh, we do home inspections and termite inspections now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and AccuRider. AccuRider is a home inspection, proprietary home inspection software. Uh, we are uh, now currently taking pre-orders, right? Pre-orders, McKenzie? Sure. You taking pre-orders? <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. It's, so That's exciting stuff. I'm actually yeah. glad that you brought that up because uh, Bugnex mm-hmm. is taking off here in Southern California. Uh, we may be able to expand even past that. We'll see how that goes over the next, uh, I think, course of the next handful of months and and year or two, but uh, AccuRider is a big one. Uh, for those who don't know or aren't familiar with home inspections, one of the most pain in the butt aspects of it is dealing with the softwares that are currently on the market. Right? Yep. Um, that's because they're off the shelf softwares for that have been around for many, many years. Uh, yep. That when something is around for many, many years and there's not a whole lot to choose from, there tends to be a lack of customization or ability to tailor it to your specific needs. And so AccuRider was formed out of that need by home inspectors, for home inspectors, and looking forward to kind of seeing what that software does in terms of opening doors for not only the Morrison brand, um, but other inspectors out there looking to up their level um, of game. And so, yeah, I mean, it, stuff. It, it was tough. Uh, it was tough. I mean, legacy software, who likes that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. you're not using Internet Explorer anymore, right? I mean, no. if you are, you got, you got issues. You got to go <laughs> get an update. But uh, some people are. Nonetheless, if you want to hear more about the Morrison brand, um, maybe some of our, our spo- other sponsors, Bugnex and AccuRider, uh, by all means, feel free to give us a call. Um, go, our number is 866-881-5027. Uh, and from there, you're able to get a hold of me where I'm happy to share details with you about the opportunity um, and really just be a resource for you with any information uh, you may need. If I can answer it, I'm happy to point you in the right direction. So all right. Um, until next week, everyone have a ha- safe, happy Labor Day uh, weekend, and uh, we'll be chatting with everybody soon. All right.